This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Superman did it, but you can't. The past is unchangeable, period. End of story. The could've, should've, would'ves clearly don't help, but we do it anyway. What's up with this destructive pattern and how do we change it? Today, I'm going to walk you through my three-step process to stop regretting an unhappy past and start living in a happy now. So don't go away. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Well, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm very happy to have you here. I know there's a lot of ways you can spend your time. Really appreciate you hanging out with me. My goal always is that you have access to amazing free information to make your life better. This is my big give. You know I'm all about changing the world one relationship at a time, and this is me putting my money where my mouth is every week on this podcast. So I'm really proud of it. Please, if you haven't yet, share it with someone that you know, anybody, put it out there, give me a review, something, you know, like 
blow it up. Let's blow it up even bigger, people. It has been blowing up, actually. But let's get it even bigger. Because uh, I really want everyone to be able to have access to this information, just like you are right now. And uh, I, you know, I don't have sponsors on here or or ads for anything. Because again, I really want it to just be this, like me and you hanging out and me really bringing the goods. So, uh, but I, you know, I kind of sponsor it by selling my books and doing other things. So if you haven't yet, come and buy my book if you want to support me or come on over to the shop page on my website. And there's a, a few things there you can get, but for sure, you know, my book is a number one Amazon bestseller for a reason. I'm really proud of it. Be happily married, even if your partner won't do a thing. And I don't let my catchy title fool you. This book is amazing, even if your partner is all in or if you're single. Uh, and it's available in hard copy, digital, and even audible with my very own voice, my melodic voice reading the book to you. So uh, if you want to support me in the work I do, uh, give the book as a gift, buy it anything, it would be pretty amazing. And I have a new book coming out soon. And I'll tell you more about that uh, in upcoming podcasts. So be ready. It's going to be all about how to change negative thinking. Okay, so enough of that. Let's jump in. You're here for my three step process. And but let me start first with the basics. Um, so first of all, I know somebody out there is listening right now going, but regret isn't all bad. Well, that's true. Regret regret isn't all bad. It can be a great way to learn from a past mistake, you know, do better next time. However, if you're taking the time to listen to this right now, if if you know, you and I are sitting here, that's not you. That's not your issue. Those people who learn from their things and they're doing it better next time, they're not listening right now. They're off having fun. They're off doing their their best life. So your issue is that regret keeps coming up in some way and it's hurting your mental health. So that's what I'm addressing today. That's what we're going after, okay? Regret is all about, let me just tell you what it is. It's a belief you're holding that you missed an opportunity. You can call it anything else you want, but that's what it is. If you're feeling regret about anything or anyone, you believe that if you had made some different choice, you would have had a better outcome in whatever situation or whatever with whatever person you're upset about. So what this really means is that you're beating yourself up and undermining your self-esteem because you're going after yourself. You're you're telling yourself you could have done it better, what's wrong with you, you're stupid, whatever. If this it, it really creates this negative emotional state and we get self-blame, doubt, low self-worth. It's It really sucks. That's why I say regret sucks. So, you know, you might have maybe had a divorce or a breakup. And of course, there's always regrets with a divorce or a breakup. But if they're really hanging on, it's probably related to how you believe you could have changed the outcome. That person would have stayed. You would have had a better, you know, relationship. And usually the phrase starts with, oh, if only, if only I'd blunk, if only I'd realized how unhappy my husband was, I could have done something before he left me. If only I hadn't said the wrong thing at dinner, she wouldn't have broken up with me, that kind of thing. And it's it's taking you down a really nasty road. So let's talk about the research really quick before I jump into my three uh, step process. And there has been a lot of research on regret. And for a long time, the biggest areas of regret that were identified in order were number one was education, then career, romance, parenting, uh, regrets around yourself, 
sometimes, you know, maybe that you didn't lose the weight or something like that. And then leisure, how you spend your leisure time. But more recent research in the last couple of years shows that romance is actually really at the top of that list very consistently. And there are some gender differences though that pop up. So in general, romantic regrets are higher for women than men. It's about 44% of women have romantic relationship regrets versus about 19% of men. And in general, men still show the most amount of regret when it comes to work and career. So not not shocking. I read a book a few years ago and I um, reread it or reperused it for this podcast. And it's a great book by a guy named Carl Pilmer. I think he's at Cornell. And it's called 30 Lessons for Living, Tried and True Advice from the Wisest Americans. And he and his team interviewed, it was like 1,500 people over the age of 65 and all about their life choices. And one of the main consistencies they found is that older people couldn't believe how much time they wasted over resentments, petty fights, and anxiety. They deeply regretted worrying about things that never even happened or that they had no control over. Sound familiar? Yeah. So, and I don't remember, it's one of the participants said it or somebody in there, you know, you're going to wish you had that time back is basically what they were saying. You'll regret spending so much time in this sort of mindless, self-destructive rumination. So I really want you to take that to the bank. It's the reason I'm talking about this. And I'm going to talk about Uh, cultures other than America in a minute. But uh, timing is a big factor too. I wanted to say that. Over short period of time, short periods of time, people are more likely to regret uh, an action they took or a mistake they made. But over long periods of time, long time periods, people are more likely to regret what they didn't do, the action they didn't take. So, you know, missed opportunity for love, not walking up to that, you know, cute person in the bar or, you know, not telling uh, your best friend how you really felt about them. Not spending enough time with their friends and family was another big regret. The, the, this, these were the things that people really regretted over the long haul. And again, I don't want anyone outside the US to wonder if this relates to you. Uh, I know I have a lot of wonderful listeners in Australia and Europe and all over. Thank you for writing in. I love it. Uh, The research on regret in the US holds very true for other countries, like again, like Australia and other European country and and your other, (laughs) Australia is not in Europe and I know that, Uh, (laughs) and European countries. (laughs) But They also, I also found research because there's, you know, Americans, the U.S. is a very individualistic culture, right? And a question was asked, do people in the U.S. tend to regret things they fail to do more than things they did because of our obsession with action and self-actualization? Like, is that the reason? Is it really just because the kind of society we are? So, but there were, uh, in five studies across three other cultures that are not as individualistic as ours. Uh, It was China, Russia, and Japan. Researchers found the same result. People regretting their inactions more than their actions in in longer time periods over the long term. Uh, And as always, you know, I have a blog that corresponds to the podcast. So if you ever want to look at the research or see where I get my stuff from, you can go on over to the blog over on abbymedcalf.com and I link to all this stuff. Everything I'm saying to you, I link to, so you don't just have to take my word for it if you don't believe me, although I don't understand how you're not believing me after our long, beautiful relationship together. All right, 
So let's get to what you can do. What can you do? Great, Abby. I've got these regrets. I live in Brisbane, Australia, or I, <laughs> or I live in, you know, New York City. What, what, what do I do? So there's a three-step process. I call it for making regret a thing of the past. Huh. Pun intended. Are you getting it? Are you staying with me? Good. Just try to make sure you're awake as you're listening. All right. Step one is meeting it head on. Regret is a message. How often do I say this? All feelings are a message. They're a signal to you. They're letting you know something. And usually it's about some pattern of behavior. Maybe you stay, you know, you stay up late all the time. And then in the next morning you regret it every time. Why did I stay up so late? What was I thinking? Uh, Maybe you're sabotaging romantic relationships over and over. You keep having the same thing happen in these relationships and you can't believe, right, the things you did when you look back. Oh, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Maybe you never speak your mind at meetings at work and you end up resentful and beating yourself up. You're thinking, why didn't I say something in that meeting? What was I doing? You're resentful of other people because they were talking so much you'd feel like you didn't have a space to talk maybe or whatever. You know, we just end up in this resentful, yucky place with regret. So number one is meeting it head on. It's important to recognize your feelings. You've got to focus on your feelings. You feel, remember, what do I say all the time? You feel the way you think. So if you think you're a victim, you know, are you saying to yourself, there's nothing I can do, I'm stuck, this person won't do it, or that person talks too much, you know? Do you think things like, uh, like, so victim thinking is definitely one, um, uh, or maybe you don't speak out at the meeting because you're thinking, if I'm wrong, I'll be so embarrassed. So that's why you don't say anything. Why do you believe you'll be so embarrassed? What's the big deal of saying something? Uh, do you tell yourself it's too painful to be vulnerable with a partner that you really can't trust them? Do you believe all relationships end in pain? So why bother? There's, In other words, there's lots of beliefs we have. And you can, by the way, you can tell a negative belief because you feel crappy. You feel shitty. That's why, you know, it's a negative belief. So it we're not supposed to be feeling crappy. You're, you're not. I know, shocking, right? So an easy way to identify a limiting belief is to notice any I am statements. This is what I tell clients to do and what I try to do myself. Any I am statements that are in the negative. So um, because regret is really going after your feelings of self-worth, like I already said. You know, I'm such an idiot. I'm not disciplined. I can't do that, whatever that is. So if you think that, think of that. I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. If you're thinking that, that's going to have you feeling depressed or anxious or uh, fearful, worthless, hopeless, all of those goodies. And it works like that for everything. So when you're in that I am, as opposed to you know, you did this thing, there's a behavior you have, it's very different. It's very different. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, uh, I suck at math versus I didn't do well on that test, you know, or I really have never been interested in math and have never truly applied myself to it because I don't like it. There's very different ways to speak to yourself, even about something you're not good at. It doesn't have to be that it's, you're something wrong with you and, you know, you're pathetic or anything else. And so I, and I will say just as a, um, little side note that, uh, another great way to rethink and reframe this sort of negative thinking, you know, that you feel the way you think, is to use uh, RET or rational mode of therapy. 
I will link in the show notes to, I did a whole episode on this on the podcast a long time ago, but it, and it's a short podcast. It's probably a half hour. It's a great tool to learn, this RET. Um, it's super effective. It's been around a long time. I use it myself. I give it to clients all the time. It's just so good. And it will help you change your thoughts and feelings about a particular situation so that you can feel different. You'll change your thoughts so you can feel different. And again, I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, but the other way to meet regret head on, right? This is step one, meeting it head on, is to identify the role it plays in your life. And I will say that often it's a defense mechanism of some kind. It's it's there, remember, it's about shielding yourself from hurt, either consciously or unconsciously. So again, maybe you had that bad relationship and you've got lots of regrets about it. You know, if only I'd this, if only I'd that, I wish I had done whatever. And so that's what you're thinking. That's going on in your head. Maybe you had a long-term relationship and you're just really regretting so much. So, but then you're thinking, okay, I got to start dating again. So you start dating again, but you're so afraid to make a mistake and have regrets that you keep finding things wrong with the other person. Or maybe you just keep creating a negative environment where they don't want a second date because you're, you're naysaying everything. You're waiting for the shoe to drop. You're being, you know, down on things. Uh, you don't want to have the pain of that old relationship again. So what happens is you just don't take any risks. You you guard yourself. And what we, again, we know from the research is you'll regret not trying later. You will. Later on, you're going to look back and go, I can't believe I thought all those things and I can't believe I didn't go for it and I didn't, you know, try and take a risk and put my heart out there. But for now, you're sort of blind to that. You might not even realize you're doing this. And you... you because it's unconscious, right? It's it's happening below the surface. It's subconscious. So you, you're really blind to what's really going on and that you're really just trying to avoid getting your heart broken, which you now believe is the only thing that happens in relationships. So it might be time to acknowledge these limiting beliefs and it might be time to get into therapy or find some other way to break through the lies you're telling yourself because that's really so much of what regret is. It's a lie you're telling yourself uh, about some perceived control you would have had before if, you know, if you had just done X, Y, or Z. And it's, it just really, again, it's not helpful. So you could have been right about that, but what is that helping now? How do you move forward now? How do you learn from that now? Okay. And you, and how you do that now is by doing what I'm saying. So step two is to give a real apology, drum roll, to yourself. Uh-huh. What are you talking about, Abby? <laughs> well, it's time for a little self-compassion and to apologize to yourself. Gosh darn it. That's right. And let me give you an example of apologizing to yourself. Here we go. Ready? You, you look yourself in the mirror, or you write this down, or however you want to do it, or you just listen to me. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm sorry for thinking you had to be perfect all the time. I'm sorry for not allowing some grace in your life. I'm sorry that I held you to a higher standard than I hold anyone else. I'm sorry for being so unreasonable as to expect you to have no mistakes and no lapses in judgment. I'm sorry for not realizing that this is how every single person on the planet learns through their mistakes, through trial and error. I'm really sorry. Say that to yourself. Say that to yourself over and over. You, you can't live without making mistakes. It's just not going to happen. There's no way around it. And there's a great quote from uh, Rita Mae Brown, good judgment How's it go? Wait a minute, I'm going to say it wrong. Good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. I love that one. It's so good. So it's really time to forgive yourself for not being perfect and to let it go, to really just let that go. I did do an entire podcast on forgiveness. I will link to that in the show notes. If you want to have more sort of tools for how to forgive yourself, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So that's going to be linked down there, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it here because we already covered it. And then the final step, and clearly the most, I, you know, this is where you get to the real good stuff. So you, you've met it head on, you know, here it is, you've apologized to yourself, and now what? Where, where do you go? Now you have to figure out what you do want. You know what you don't want, all those regrets, all that feeling of how you screwed up or what you did wrong. Your, your past mistake, and it could have been a real mistake, uh, half the time it's not. You know, you're regretting things that are really were out of your control or whatever. But I'm even going to give it to you right now. I'm going to say that you did screw up. Your past mistake didn't ruin your life or your career or your chance at love. It's your belief about your past mistake that's ruining your life or making you upset. It's your belief about it. You're the one screwing up your life now. I say this with all the Jewish mama love I can find because I do love you. I need you to really hear this. You're the one doing it now. Your past mistake didn't ruin it. You're ruining it now. Lots of people made lots of mistakes. Don't I, I you know all the stories. Steve Jobs had his whole company taken from him, right? <laughs> Literally, company created. Boop. You know, we make mistakes. We do things that screw up and but what do you learn from it? What do you take from it? How do you move forward? And there is not one successful person you can name and you can't who isn't, that you respect, sorry, one successful person that you respect who doesn't say that they made lots of mistakes and that's how they got as good as they got at something or whatever. There's a famous Michael Jordan quote about, you know, all the times he tried and that's why he succeeded. You know, you, you really come on come on, let's get real. Let's get real. So it's your beliefs about it. Do you see it building you or do you see it not? So for now on, you're going to do something very simple the next time you notice yourself regretting something. Regret, again, remember it's a signal. It tells you what you don't want. So I want you to say out loud very clearly what you do want when that regret comes up. What do you want? And now, now there are only two rules. So you got two rules here. One is you can't change the past. So what you do want can't, cannot rely on the world spinning the opposite way on its axis, a time travel machine coming into your possession, or bringing people back from the dead. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Okay? So can't rely on any of that. Because if what you do want is for uh, your, you know, 
dad never to have died. It's not going to happen. So that's not one of the things you get to do. Okay. Rule number two is that what you do want can't be contingent on any other person. In other words, it needs to be solely within your control and can't involve you controlling anyone else. So you're not going to get that apology from your ex. You're not going to get your job back from your boss who suddenly realized. So that can't be what you do want. So let me explain how to do this. All right. Well, I'll give you some examples. So let's say, well, let's use the death one. That's, that's always a good one. I, uh, maybe you, I didn't make peace with my dad before he died. How's that? That or however you want to say that, but I'm going to put it that way. So what I do want. So here I am regretting how I was with my dad. I didn't make peace with him. I let these petty things get in the way. Oh, what was I thinking? I thought we had time, right? All that stuff. What do I want? Well, I want to work on my current relationships with the important people in my life so I never feel that way again. I never feel this way again. I want to look at how I'm using petty crap in my current relationships and stop doing that. I want to connect with my mother in such a way that she knows how much I love and appreciate her. I'm, I want to let go of petty resentments uh, with my sister because I see how unimportant all that is now. Do you see where I'm going here? So what you do want, what you did want with your dad really was a connection, was a, a, a way that you felt good together, that you felt at peace together. So how would you ensure that that would happen with the people in your life now so you'd never feel that way again? That's what you're looking for. See where I'm going here? And that's not contingent on your mom or your sister or anybody else. It's you. It's not contingent on time machine going back, talking to your dad. It's not. All right. Um, one I hear a lot from clients is something, a regret that goes something like, I should have stayed in school and gotten a degree. You know, now they feel like they're trapped in either a dead end job or, um, you know, in some field they hate because they already invested all this time. Or sometimes people got a degree, but it was in the like, quote unquote, the wrong thing. And now they feel like, oh, I spent all that time and energy and money. I, I can't go into another field now. It's too late. Something like that. So what do I want? So what do I want? I want to love my work. And school's not the only measure of a good job. Tons of successful people only have a high school education. I'm going to start doing some deeper examination of what, what kind of job I would like to have. It's really never too late to go back to school. I'm going to make it a priority to finish that degree now. Uh, I'm going to uh, start studying this thing I used to like to study. What do I want? I want to really work. I'm a lawyer, but I want to work in uh, uh, as a nurse. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something really op like different. Um, so... Uh, I'm either going to, you know what, I'm going to stop regretting. I'm going to get this degree anyway, and I'm just going to, you know, do that and I'll be able to support myself. Or maybe I'll become a nurse also. I'll go to night school and then I'll do something where I mesh the two in a really wonderful way. Um, you know, there's a million ways to think about how you want to do it next, how, how you want to go on. So again, think about what you do want. What you're really looking for is to love your work. So how else can you love your work? Can you do something different at your current job? Can you start getting some uh, training so that you could shift what you're doing at your job? Could you start making, coming up with some great ideas and pitching them to a boss? Could you change jobs, even though in the same field you might not like it, but maybe a better company? There's lots of ways to move from where you are to where you want to be. Um, I've talked before on here about how it took me so long to get through my, my dissertation and get my PhD. And my sister had said to me, well, you could be 40 and be Dr. Metcalf or 40 and not, you know, and at the time I was like, 
oh gosh, I can't imagine, you know, all these years in school and I'm t- it's too late and I'll be too old. And it's really not. And I've, I can't tell you how many people I work with maybe who I'm thinking of some a wonderful client I had who um, he had had a sales job his whole life and he was an alcoholic and he uh, went through rehab, you know, we were doing work, he got clean and sober and he's like, I'm in my fifties, you know, this is all I've done and I've, I've supported myself really well in this other job, but I really kind of want to be a counselor now. So it was like, all right, how can we make that happen? How can you sort of give back, make find meaning in this thing that you had, this alcoholism, by giving back being a counselor. And he did. He went to school. He finished his, his master's. He did have a bachelor's, I will say, to start. So he had to do it. But it took a while. You know, he had to do a couple years getting a master's. He had to get some prereqs. He had to do a whole thing. And uh, and now he's on the other side in a career he really loves. And just gonna, you know, yeah, maybe he'll only work 10 more years or 15 more years, but he's really excited about it. It's you know, you really have to decide what you're willing and not willing to do. And again, have those beliefs. Is it too late? Is it whatever? Uh, So again, but what do you want? I want to love my work and then go towards that. Uh, Another regret, I'm trying to think. um, Oh, definitely with relationships. So one I've, I I just heard recently, I'll use that. I, uh, someone said to me, I, I drove away, I drove my ex away and now I'm alone. I drove them away. You know, I did all these things I shouldn't have done and now I'm alone. And uh, so I told him, I said, well, what do you want? Let's talk about it. What do you want? And, you know, he's like, well, I want, you know, I want to create a relationship where I feel loved and cherished and where my partner feels the same. That's kind of what it wasn't quite those words. I'm using them. I don't think he said cherished, but do you get the idea? He Because when we started talking about the relationship he had, yes, he drove that person away, whatever. He could be right. I don't think that was really true. But re- regardless, it was really about, well, but what do you want now? And was that really a perfect relationship? Was everything perfect? If you were driving that person away and you were acting so unhappy in the relationship, isn't it possible you really were unhappy? And that, again, that was a signal uh, so, you know, and we started talking and there really were a lot of holes in that relationship, but, you know, it seemed good enough or, or better than nothing or better than being alone because loneliness just seemed like the worst thing ever. So you can start to feel different. Um, I'm going to go to therapy and work on my issues and then I'm going to start dating again. Maybe you could uh, believe that, right? You could think that. I want to love myself and feel confident in my decisions. So I'm going to go to a workshop or start journaling or meditating, whatever, every morning to uncover my blind spots so I can be different in my next relationship. Do you see the difference here? This The way out, right, is to figure out how to shift what to what you do want and then take action for that. And so it's it's all about that. It's all about figuring out what you do want to feel. What do you want to feel? And who do you want to be? How do you want to be? What do you want that to look like? And then to, and then you end up taking one small action to move yourself towards that goal. When we're in regret, what do I say all the time? You can't heal in the past. You can only heal in the present. So what are you doing right now? What's going on right now to shift it? And I do the RET exercise I mentioned before. You can go on the podcast. You can go and look at that old podcast. But I'll tell you what, I just thought of this. I'll leave that as a um, the download of that, the exercise on the podcast page, on the show notes page. So you can also get it there just really easily. So you can either go and look at the whole thing or you can just sit on that page and, and just download it right away. How's that? I'm going to make it super easy for you. And I'm going to end 
I'm going to leave you with a quote by actor William Shatner. I'm hoping the original Star Trek series has been seen in most countries. I think it has. Uh, he it was really good. He said, regret is the worst human emotion. If you took another road, you might have fallen off a cliff. Pretty good, no? Because you don't know. You think you know, but you don't. I love it. So there you have it. That's it for regrets. I um, love that you spent time with me today. I don't want you to have any regrets. They suck. Regrets suck. Stop having them. And really, please, please follow my process because I've been doing it with clients for a long time. And this is what works to shift those feelings, to shift what you're thinking about regret. I love you dearly. Have an amazing week. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymedcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.